body of phantoms and monsters. They exist among us, and sometimes they win. Even the devil was an angel once. The world has its own rules, and these rules are not human. Some of us seek answers to the origin and existence of cryptids and the unexplained. Join us as we venture beyond the known and accepted boundaries. Welcome to our nightmare. I think you're going to like it. Hey folks, good evening and welcome to Fams and Monsters Personal Reports where I narrate and discuss some of the cryptid and unexplained sightings and encounters submitted to Phantoms and Monsters and Phantoms and Monsters 14 Research. So thanks for joining me. Uh, this channel was made possible by you clicking the subscribe button and by you sharing our programming. Super Chat is open as well as the Buy Me a Coffee link is available. So uh, your consideration is much appreciated. So now if you're in the chat and you have a question, please use caps, but save it till the uh, till after I'm done with the presentation so I don't miss your uh, questions. Um, and I'll try to get to each and every one of them. So let's start off with a an, an old account um, from actually 1941. Uh, before, uh, well, multiple upright canines were observed at Camp Stewart, Georgia. And currently, Camp Stewart, Georgia is Fort Stewart. It's a, um, at the time, before World War II, it was used as a, um, as a boot camp and kind of a training area. But, you know, I have heard of Bigfoot sightings there in the past uh and it's a it's a large area they do allow some people to come in there and hunt with permit but most of the sightings that i have been reported to me of the bigfoot have been actual soldiers but this account was of multiple upright canines that was seen when the camp was fairly young so um so before the u.s got involved in world war ii uh, you know, this was, uh, like I said, this was a training camp and, uh, the, the individual who had the encounter stated, hi, Lon, enjoy reading your newsletter and thought I would send a story. My grandfather, John told me now in 1940, he volunteered for active duty and was later shipped off to Camp Stewart, Georgia. He had graduated high school in New York City the year before and thought that the U.S. would be fighting in the war eventually, so he signed up before he got drafted. Now, at the time, he was part of an anti-aircraft training unit that was housed in large tents. Now, Camp Stewart, now Fort Stewart, was a fairly new facility, and much of it was under construction, so most of the tents were in or near an area that were densely forested. Now, I don't know how many guys were in the tent with him, but he was friends with another guy from New York by the name of Pete. Uh, 
they hadn't been there long when stories about weird creatures in the woods started to circulate among the soldiers. Now, one of the rumors was that a few soldiers had been attacked by an unknown beast within the camp. Now, there wasn't a lot said, and no one, I mean, he believes no one ever witnessed the attacks. One early morning, Grandpa John and Pete, along with other soldiers, were transporting garbage to an area north of the camp. He said that there was a large ditch where all the refuse was dumped. It was hauled in large barrels, which were emptied one by one. Now, he was in the lead truck as they pulled up to the dump area. They noticed a very large dog on the back edge of the ditch, which looked to be digging in the trash. They were commenting that the dog may have been a wolf because it was huge. Now, while they were talking amongst each other, the dog stood up on his two back legs and looked directly at them. After a few seconds, it turned and dropped to all four legs, then ran into the woods. Now, they were alarmed and considered leaving, but there were armed personnel on patrol. Um, they then wondered why armed soldiers needed to guard a garbage dump. They quickly got their work done because they wanted to leave as soon as possible. So Grandpa John said that he later had a conversation with one of the guys who had spent time guarding the garbage dump. So according to him, the higher-ups were aware of the large dogs, which they, believe, which they believed to be wolves. He said that they were there were other beasts in the area and that they were ordered to shoot to kill if they had the opportunity. Now, he admitted that he witnessed one of these wolves stand up on two legs and walk, though he didn't say uh, why he failed to shoot at it. So Grandpa John was later injured during training, but after two years, he was cleared for assignment surgeon U.S. Army in, in Europe. He said that over the years, he had talked to other vets who had trained at Fort Stewart. A few of them were aware of the attacks and that it probably occurred on more than one occasion. I read about dogman sightings on your website. I wonder if Fort Stewart Beast may have been the same type of creatures. I'd be interested if others had heard of these attacks. Thanks. And like I said, that's the only account that I have ever gotten from there as far as uh, cryptic canines. So, so I don't know. But if anybody who's listening to this has heard anything, I'd really like to know some more. So you can contact me. So next, next uh, account we have are about two tall, thin, and muscular mantis-like humanoids seen near two human bodies in Eugene, Oregon. Now, this account I sent to one of the team members who lives in or Eugene, Oregon. And uh, Reagan Lee, and she's going to be investigating this and looking into it. Anyway, th this Eugene, Oregon witness was taking photographs along the, the Wilmette River early in the morning when he noticed two tall, thin, muscular, mantis-like humanoids near two human bodies. Uh, he stated, "Hi, Line. This must be. A, this might be a long email, as I'll include all the particulars." This happened to me in the early 2000s. It was near 4.45 a.m., and I was taking some time by Wilmette River before stores opened. I was living in Eugene, Oregon. The spot I chose to stop and rest was next to the famous 
Owen Rose Garden Park and Interstate 5 ran overhead. I was underneath and next to the river. It was spring, and the temperature was cold but not freezing. I put my back up against one of the support beams from the highway and rested. That's when I noticed some strange things going on across the river from where I was, maybe 50 feet on the, uh, on the bank. I saw two tall, thin, but very muscular mantis insect beings on the other bank. Now, he said, I'm nauseated just writing this now. The first one was less than 10 foot from the water's edge, not moving at all, but eyes were open. They were glassy like mirrors. There was a person there on the ground, face down, looking like maybe he fell. Then I noticed the second one. I hadn't noticed him before because it wasn't all that clear. This creature was beating forward and back quickly. He was leaning over another body. The body didn't move, but this thing did very fast. A blur, actually. I became afraid at this point and slid my butt forwards so head and vision would go down. That's when I heard a strange talking. I also heard the banging of metal on concrete. I looked up. I didn't want to, and saw what looked like a white, bald man with black, big black sunglasses. He was looking from behind a pillar barely 15 foot away from me. We just looked at each other, and then I began sliding down as far as I could to not see him. I thought to myself, what, what's this? What's going on? I gathered my courage, jumped up, grabbed my bike, and began riding as fast as I could to get away. Now, right after I started riding, I heard, I, I started throwing up. It was way too much for me. By then, something flashed right by me and at hyper speed. All I saw was this disturbance in the air. I said out loud, what the hell was that? To feel safe, I ended up at our hospital sit, sitting in the ER lobby. There was a car going around and around the block until about 6.30 in the morning. The windows were fogged, but I could see three outlines. Were they lost? I'm not sure. I went back two days later, and there's nothing to stand on behind the pillar of the guy with the glasses. The pillar goes right into the river. Also, I couldn't find any tracks on the other side, but it did look dug up, like a, bolzer, a dozer or something had come in there. There were also others in line going up to the highway. I couldn't figure out where they were going. So that's kind of an unusual story. Um, like I said, Reagan's going to look into this and, and see if she heard anything about this. I received this account maybe about two or three weeks ago. So even though it was in the early 2000s, I, I don't know what to say about it. But uh, maybe she'll be able to come up with something. So we'll wait and see. And if I do get something from her, I'll post it. So the next account was a herpetologist encounters a human-like Bigfoot in Chattahoochee natural, National Forest. Now, an Atlanta, Georgia herpetologist encounters a supposed Bigfoot while in Ch Chattahoochee National Forest. From the description, the creature seems more fearful than aggressive. Now, he states, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a herpetologist. I travel frequently to North Georgia mountains up into the Helen area at Chattahoochee National Forest. On this day, 
I was going there to observe some wildlife that I frequently study. This was last September. This was in September 2016. It was probably five to six. It was approximately five to six o'clock in the evening. And as I was going to my usual sites, I observed that there was no wildlife active. I didn't notice it at first, but it did. I did later on as I was walking. I walked up to the ridge and I noticed there was something diagonal from me. It was on the ground and it wasn't moving. I was about 20, 25 foot away from it. I moved towards it and it jumped up and spun around very quickly. I realized, you know, this was something very out of the ordinary, something I hadn't seen before. And it was sitting there, it was staring at me and some minutes had passed and at this point in time, it was making groans and growls. Or I was making sounds close to that. That's the best way I can describe it. It was man-like. Some might say it was ape-like, but in my opinion, due to my study of various wildlife, it was not anything close to being an ape. It was like a man. There was absolutely nothing ape about it. Very muscular, the hands... The best I can describe, the hands are about 13 to 14, size 13 to 14, and maybe even larger as far as trying to fit a ring on it. Very muscular. I, I cannot stress that enough. You could see the whites of the eyes, unlike many other creatures. They were squinted and aggressive. The forehead was not ape-like. It was more hobo sapien than ape. I did have a full... I did have full body hair except for the hand. It did have full body hair except for the hands and feet. There was hair on the knees and elbows. It had hair like a man. The teeth, I was able to observe the teeth as they were bared most of the time. The teeth were like a man's. It did have two, three or four canines, but they were worn and, and pretty nasty. I stood in front of this creature for a significant amount of time. I didn't know whether to run or just stand there or do whatever you do. Definitely, this creature could outrun me. Like I was saying, his hands and skin were tanned. They weren't black. It would I wouldn't even say dark brown. They were just tanned. It did have fingernails, human-like. It didn't have blood on them, as I was able, as far as I could tell. This was all happening, and as I was observing. This was all happening, and as I was observing its hands, it was sizing me up. That's the best way to describe it. Then it picked up a log. I was able to observe that. He was most likely right-handed. I know this is going to be hard to believe, but it's true, and it chucked it in my general direction. Notice I said him. It did have male sexual organs. It was able to, I was able to observe that. No tail. It walked upright. It had brownish reddish hair. It was matted. I'm not 100% sure if it was due to the Georgia clay or if it was just actual hair color. I was able to observe it was a observe it was a mix of brown and red. Now, after it chucked the log at this point in time, I started backing up slowly. Now, it didn't charge me or try to beat me or anything like that I was expecting. I was slowly backing up. There was a strong stitch of body odor. Somewhat that of a wet dog, but I, I'd say probably 100 times stronger. I was backing up, and this all happened within two minutes. 
and I slowly started backing down the ridge and eventually got out of the site and made a beeline back to where I came from. It was definitely real. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, it was what some people may call a Sasquatch, Bigfoot, or whatever. It's not a man. It was not a native creature It's that's seen every day. Someone might make their own decision about it, but that's all I've got to say. There wasn't much to compare it to, but uh, it was about 400 pounds, I'd say. The forehead was sunken back, and the shoulders were more forward. It didn't have a proper human posture. It was definitely leaning more forward than straight. It's rare to see somebody that would be as muscular as this creature. It was exhibiting more caution on the verge of aggression. The eyes. I was able to observe the eyes and did have more downright fear, but there was aggressiveness in it. The eyes were squinted. The breathing was rapid and going by the noise the creature was making. It was threatened by me. Interesting observation. Um, the fact that you've got a herpetologist or someone who's very familiar with wildlife uh, and coming up with those descriptions is, is very, you know, it's helpful when we get stuff like that, when we do get those really distinct descriptions. So did he see a Bigfoot? Most likely. But, you know, like I stated when I had my encounter with Bigfoot in Maryland, uh, it reminded me of Neanderthal somewhat like human, uh, more so than an ape. So uh, I can understand what he's trying to say here. Uh, then we have a cloaked predator-like lizard humanoid observed in a tree. Now, a married couple is sitting on their porch when both observe a semi-transparent figure high in the neighbor's pine tree. The white described as being similar to the cloaked predator from the film franchise. Now, she states, it was a late summer afternoon in 2017. My husband and I were sitting on our sun porch. It's a side porch that looks out over a driveway and towards the neighbor's property where he has a humongous pine tree. Now, my husband asked me, do you see what I see? It just so happened that I did. He never described what he was looking at, but pointed and followed, I followed that. And I saw a creature like that in the movie Predator transparent, kneeling, and looking at us from a perch high up in the tree. You could only see an outline when it moved. It appeared weightless because it was so high up in the tree. Those branches couldn't hold much weight. It was just staring at us, and then it realized that we saw it. It went behind the main body of the tree and disappeared. This is the first time my husband is seeing anything with me, and so it changed his whole perspective. Of course, he is more open-minded and not too quick to dispute when I shared things I've seen. He is ex-military and has been all over the world, but this was a home where he saw something that just couldn't be explained. We both saw it without a doubt. Now, those semi-invisible beings, I don't know for certain what they are. Um, we both have theories. What I know for certain is that they look like that cloaked alien in the movie Predator. When it was transparent or invisible mode, it had a lizard-shaped head. Now, it's interesting how some of the phenomena that are shown in film are later seen by witnesses. I mean, is it a top effect? Is it a thought form? Or did maybe the original creators 
of the film or the film series have a, a similar encounter. Now, in the years since the original film, there have been many other sightings of what we call glimmer men, uh, kind of a glass scene look to it throughout the world, but more so in North America. Now, the Predator franchise <clears throat> was originally created by brothers John and, and Jim Thomas. Now, I've attempted over the years to gather insight as to how they came up with the colloquial concept in the film. And so far, I still have no tangible information. Now, several witnesses that the Chicago Mothman investigative team and I have talked to have described winged humanoids as being similar to Jeepers Creepers creatures as well. So do these memes or tropes from films, the internet, and pop culture influence what the witnesses observe? I'd be interested in what you think about that. So here's the last account I'm going to read tonight. And if you have questions, you can start posting it up on the, uh, on the, on the chat. Um, a security guard in Nashville, Tennessee, recalls her wild encounter with four bird people while on duty. Four-foot-tall, bird-like humanoids that simply appeared before her. They later sing to her. Now she writes, I do security work at night, and it is in a big fenced-in yard kind of like in a rural area. One night, I was getting ready to go to the rest of them, you know, to the building, and one minute I was walking, and the next minute I was in front of four what I called the bird people because they stood about four foot. Now, their faces were kind of humanoid, but, you know, between a human and a bird. Their body was, you know, it was shaped like a bird, and it had, like, looked like what a bird's face. It had a bird's face, but it was different. Their faces were different. It wasn't exactly a bird face, but between a human and a bird. Kind of flat, gray. Their eyes were kind of slits, and the nose was kind of like a bird nose or a beak. But it was in the front of the face, and it had kind of a small mouth. It was just for a few seconds. I'm not the kind of person to see things, though I know a lot of, of different phenomena. It's still really fresh in my mind because of it. It was different beings, and I did have the sense that they were very intelligent. And then the next thing, I was heading towards the restroom, and I was thinking it was interdimensional or an out-of-body type of thing. This was kind of like out in the open, and I'm thinking that these beings wanted me to see them. They were standing apart. There were four of them, and they were just looking at me, and I was just looking at them. So the next night, I was just sitting in my car patrolling like I always do, and I heard this beautiful melody. It was like a bird and a human. Like what? It was like they were singing to me. It was, you know, and I acknowledged them, and they acknowledged me. That's the kind of, that's the indication I got from the singing. It was like the most beautiful sound, an enchanting melody. So... I don't know what to think about that one. Uh, I'd be interested in, to get your ideas on that. But uh, that that's kind of a strange one. So let's see what we got here for questions. Go ahead and post your questions in caps, please.
Well, I got, yeah, uh, Shorter Cooked One said MUFON had contacted her during the week regarding a UFO report, which I, I published for her. She'll send the analysis later today. So, uh, yeah, that's great. I'll post that. So, folks, uh, if I'll, I'll go ahead and repost what she had sent. And then uh, I get the analysis, and I'll go ahead and post that as well. So you can find that on the blog. Uh, Danny Garcia, thanks for your uh, your support. So we got any questions, folks? Not seeing any. Okay. Tina Johnson, are the bird people a concept in American Indian lore? I'm sure it, I'm, I'm sure there are some examples somehow or somewhere. Offhand, I can't think of any. Um, of course, you know, with a lot of the uh, indigenous rituals and, and dances and such, they, they use representation of a lot of different birds. Uh, are these humanoid-like birds? Maybe. You know, um, the Thunderbird lore is, is, is not a humanoid, per se. But uh, I don't know. Steve C., have you heard any similar stories of bird people? <clears throat> not like that. Um, there have been strange avians, uh, cryptid sightings. But as far as humanoid-like birds, if I did, I, don't, I, I can't think of it offhand. Lon, uh, this is from Short Order Cook. Do you think the mantis live underground? Um, I guess it's possible. You know, I, I guess I, I, I honestly believe that the, these mantis beings are interdimensional beings. Um, you know, just like a lot of cryptids, I believe they, they come from another, uh, another dimension. Is a dimension very close to our dimension? Possibly. Um, is it something very similar to, uh, like, what's going on in Chicago now with those winged beings? Possibly. Uh, are they alien? Again, I, I imagine it's possible. Marla Snyder, are there a lot of Glimmerman stories where they are in trees? There are a few. Um, very similar to what you see in the films. Uh, I don't think they're hunting like the Predators. But uh, I, I think they use the the the, um, the trees as cover or for for observing. But I have had a few. I have had a few, and, and more recently, to be honest. Jennifer Bowman, what is the strangest cryptid you encountered? Well, personally, the winged humanoid encounter I had back in 1988. Um. Yeah, that's. Uh, that's the weirdest one. And quite frankly, like I've said before, this is, um, these are very certain. The, the one, the cryptids, the winged humanoids that we're seeing in Chicago, those descriptions are very similar to what we've seen or what people have seen in Chicago as a compared to what I encountered in, in here in Pennsylvania. So 
Yeah, I, I think that, but that is the strangest I've seen. I have had a Bigfoot encounter and I've had that encounter. So, um, Jennifer Bowman, thanks for the super sticker. I, I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, if, if you have a question, please put it in the caps because, quite frankly, the chat is so full. I can't pick them up unless I see them in, 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 um, see them in caps. So, Calvout, have you seen Bigfoot? I wish one day I will. Well, maybe you will. Uh, I recently had an investigative friend who in, in Wisconsin who saw his first Bigfoot about a month ago. And uh, he's been investigating this for several decades. So, yeah, it was uh, he was re really excited about it. It's something you never forget. I mean, my encounter was uh, back in 1981 with the Bigfoot. And um, you just never forget it. Steve, thanks for uh, thanks for the uh, donation. Could most of these cryptids all be the same thing that can just change its shape? You know, there there have been these shapeshifter theories, or that some cryptids can change their appearance. I, I believe that's possible. I think, in some respects, the wing humanoids that Chicago wing humanoids, I think they do change. Um, I think that they may look different to us than what they really look like. I think other cryptids may as well. Um, so that's the best I can say on that. We have any other questions? Let's see. Tina Johnson, your opinion. What is the most aggressive cryptid or humanoid? Oh, I, I'd say definitely the, the canines. The upright canines in particular, uh, somewhat aggressive. Um, there, there's no real evidence that they actually attacked anybody or hurt anybody. But from the witnesses who I have talked to, who Butch also talked to, there there is some type of uh, aggression to the way they communicate. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's like a, a mind talk thing or mind speak. But I think they are probably the most aggressive. Cans uh, Quatch. How tall were the mantis creatures and how muscular normally they are described as thin? Yeah. Uh, the Musconacon, New Jersey sighting, river sightings, uh, from the witnesses I talked to, they were anywhere from six to seven, six to seven foot. Other, other sightings that have been reported to me, kind of same range. You know, I guess it's up to anybody to figure if <laughs> if they're if if they're alien or some type of interdimensional being or what they are. Uh, Castor Pog said, "Lon Goodshow, my son was stationed at Fort Stewart in 2005 2006, and said there were a lot of UFOs over the base." Well. I had no doubt. I mean, there's a lot that goes on there. Uh, Donna Forte, do those glimmer men ever kill anyone? Not that I know of. I haven't heard of that. Have not heard of that at all. 
used televisions. Have you ever heard of any type of mechanical device in trees associated with cryptids or UFOs? No, I can't say that I have. I can't say that I have. Jennifer Bowman, absolutely incredible. Where can I go read, listen to your encounters? Oh, you go to my website at fansofmonsters.com. It's all there. Or you can you go through the um, you can go through the archive here at the YouTube channel, Fans of Monsters Radio. We've got some older accounts and uh, some older videos listed there. No, I don't have anybody blocked, I don't think. I don't. Yeah, if any, if, if any of the moderators see that Social Def 3 is blocked somehow, or just go ahead and block them. But I don't think they are. I'll, I'll check later, but I, I don't think they are. Bobby Farron. Why do you think upright canines are being seen more? Habitat encroachment, possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, th that's probably the best explanation as to why. They don't seem to want to come into uh, residential areas or areas where there are people. Though they have been. They have been seen. But uh, as far as encroaching on their natural habitat yeah more of that's going on and I, I here in pennsylvania in particular many of the sightings that we have gotten or been around or we've received have been around state parks state forests and other types of uh game lands so i don't know Okay. Well, folks, I want to thank you for, uh, for coming on here and um, in the chat and for your donations. Absolutely. Uh, okay. And so, so if you have a sighting or encounter and you'd like to be considered for the report show or, you know, for fans of monsters, feel free to forward to my email. LonStricklerFamsMonsters.com. And like I said, uh, the, the website is FamsMonsters.com. Uh, please, you know, please share our links as well, as well as our programming here on, on the channel. We're trying to get to 10,000. I, you know, we want to get this thing going to where we can start getting a little bit uh, for our efforts. So, um, Hey, till we meet again, just stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, have a good night.